the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, Pastor, doesn't science disprove the Bible? Isn't Genesis just a fairy tale? Is God for real? Did he really create everything in six literal days? Didn't God just use the Big Bang? Why is there death and suffering? Did I really believe the Bible? Didn't man evolve from apes? For answers to these questions and more, stand by for Believing the Bible. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Dr. Carl Williams and our producer Ed Salzadel, all directors at the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you, you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Today we're going to talk about day one of creation. The very first verse? The very first verse, the verses. God invents science on that day. In fact, he invented everything on that day. Reading from the scripture, in the beginning, God created, and incidentally, when they use that word created, he's using bottom. It's one of only three times in scriptures in which he uses the Hebrew term bada, which means from nothing, ex nihilo. He created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the space of the waters. Just when you hear that, guys, what do you see? Well, there's a bunch of things that God did with just that very first verse in the beginning. In other words, time started. Time begins. The there clock, was no time before There was that. no time. Now it's now the clock's ticking. Okay, God's on the clock now. Okay. So God's on the clock because he didn't need a clock before because he's outside of time. Mm-hmm. Now the universe that he created is on the clock. That's number one. Time has started. And he created the heavens and the earth. If there was absolutely nothing before, that means he created space, matter, energy. And we'll get to light in just a little bit. That's part of the energy. Right. But those things all came into existence in that very first few words, that first sentence of the Bible. So what you have is this whole scenario where everything that we now think is part of the physical universe comes into being with that first sentence in that first day. All matter, energy, time, space, the fabric of space itself, because there is a fabric to space. One of the interesting things in that first verse Actually, we're going to go to the second verse. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Richard Stepanek with Alpha Omega Institute has done a deep study into this and points out that there are multiple scriptures, this one included, that show that the first element that God made when he created matter was water, and that everything else was made out of water. I'm going to give both a scriptural reference for that, and then I'm going to give a a set of physical references for that. In 2 Peter 3, 5, it says, For this they are willfully ignorant of, that the heavens were before, and the earth came out of water and through water, consisting by the word of God. They purposely ignore the fact that long ago God gave a command, and the heavens and earth were created. The earth was formed out of water and by water. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, there on the science front, when you look at the movement of the solar systems, of galaxies, and the movements of the universe, they all conform to fluid mechanics. Is that just accidental? 
Okay. Dr. Russell Humphreys, he was doing his study of our solar system, found that if our sun was originally coalesced out of hydrogen, that the alignment of those atoms when it first came together would have produced a far greater magnetic effect for our sun than it has today. But that if everything was aligned as water and then converted to hydrogen and the things that are within the sun today, it would have a calculation of a magnetic field almost exactly what it has today. Is that purely accidental? Hmm. Don't think so. I would not think so. Going further of what happened on day one, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. Carl, you said you wanted to do something with that. Well, my wife does a science education class for kids, and she loves this passage. Light, what is it? It's the opposite of darkness? Officially, scientifically, it is electromagnetic radiation. Uh-huh. Oh, and she has, she loves making the kids say that several times. And most of the kids enjoy it because, uh-huh. oh, wow, radiation. Yeah. <laughs> We're going. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, when you look at what light is, it is energy. It's still not perfectly defined. Is it matter or is it energy? There's components of both in it. So, you know, we got photons, we got waves, waveforms. So what is it exactly? But whatever it is, it's got a lot of components to it, all the way from X-ray to ultraviolet. So there's all sorts of light that we cannot see with our own eyes, but is light energy nonetheless. And that was all created by one breath of God. Let there be light. And there was light. And he evaluated it and he saw the light and the light was good. good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night, and there was evening and there was morning the first day. But what caused a day? How do you know it's a day? People don't recognize the fact that a day is not coming from the sun. The day is coming from a revolution of the surface of the earth. And so wherever the light source is, there can be day and night at the same time on different parts of the planet. So, in reference to that, the day was initiated on the day one by the revolution of the earth and God's eminence, emanations of light from God himself. As we know from Revelation, it says that there'll be no sun or stars because there'll be no need. The light will come from God, just like it did on day one of creation. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Dr. Carl Williams and Ed Salzadel. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A.org. Today we're talking about the invention of science and the invention of the universe and everything we know in creation on day one. We've read the scriptures of Genesis 1, 1 through 5, which detail that. They detail that on the first day there was the invention of time, the fabric of space, matter, energy, all created ex nihilo from nothing and the laws of universe were put into action electromagnetic radiation light you got into that there was a rotation of the world at this point would have been nothing but water but one side was lit and the other side was not the difference between day and night of course people will try to stretch that well that has to mean some billions of years period of coalescence and that type of stuff when you read it going to that last part and there was evening and there was morning the first day That is the absolute definition of a Hebrew day, of a 24-hour day in Hebrew. 
Anytime there is an article such as evening or morning, anytime there is a number attached to yom or day, it means of 24-hour day. So God said three times, basically, evening and morning number. So three times he gave us clues that that was a 24-hour day. And this will not be the only verse where he does that. In right. point of fact, after each one of the first day, he says an evening and morning. He redefines what a day is, telling that this was a literal 24-hour day, which incidentally is what the Hebrew word yom is its first day definition. It is a literal, normal 24-hour day. One of the interesting things I find is that when you peruse, because in my book, we perused over 300 creation accounts from across the world. And when you look at those 300 creation accounts, some of them, not most, but some of them, get it right that the universe was created from nothing, but they don't get the order right from the biblical account or other things. What's very interesting is that this idea of there was a beginning of everything and that all matter, energy, time, and the fabric of space came into being from one instant. That is what the basis of the Big Bang Theory is, and I'm not going to support the Big Bang Theory because it has huge problems, but that was based upon some observations. Guess what? The only one of those over 300 creation accounts that we've looked at in different cultures across the world has that same view of that at one point there was nothing and then everything was created. What's the only creation account that does that? Would that be Genesis? Genesis 1. Genesis 1 is the only one. But here's the strength in Genesis 1 that is not in any of those other creation accounts, nor the Big Bang model. The Big Bang model violates the first law of thermodynamics. It says that from nothing came everything. Mm -hmm. It has no cause for that. Yes, they call it, They talk about a quantum instability in the nothing. Well, folks, if there's a quantum, quantum instability in the nothing, guess what? There's a something. There ain't nothing. Or there's something. <laughs> well, it, it's totally ignorant. But the biblical account says that there was an entity, a God, outside of space, time, and everything else that was the first mover, that was the cause for all this. It is a far better detailed narrative of exactly what occurred and what we observe than what we see elsewhere. Ed, while you're listening to all this, what do you think? Taking into consideration that when you create something out of nothing, there had to be something out there which was one, as you indicated, the first mover was God. Somebody had to have all this power to create the universe, create the world, and also to create basically this large ball of water. If you take a look at was it Dr. Humphreys? He winds up going into other ideas as to how the water basically transformed into other things to include our world, to include several other different things out of this large ball to start with. And looking at this, you take a look at how God moves, because there's a lot of ways that he moves that we look at and we think, that really happened? Is that really possible? But the atheists and other individuals, they say, oh, you can't do that, or this came out of nothing. Well, a lot of the times they talk about something that was created. You know, how was it created? And I know that there's kind of like a funny thing where an individual says, hey, God, I can go ahead and I can create this. And he picks up some of God's dirt, and God says, you've got to make your own dirt. That's always a great joke that stops people <laughs> if you got to make your own dirt. You referenced Humphreys. One of the interesting things Humphreys did, beyond what I just quoted about the sun itself, our star, was that we made two missions to measure the magnetic field around Mercury. And in the intervening two or three decades between those two visits, there was a degradation in how far the magnetic field of Mercury had decreased, decreased, degraded. Well, if the thing is billions of years old, there shouldn't be that big a decrease. But there was, 
And it was right along a curve that if the thing had been created somewhere in the neighborhood of about 6,000 years ago, that that decrease fit right onto that curve, right within the biblical narrative. Humphreys went on to say, what if Uranus and Neptune were created out of water, as the biblical text says, and only six to 8,000 years ago had an initial magnetic field of that strength based upon that much material? What would the strength of those magnetic fields be? When we finally got Voyager out there to measure the magnetic fields of those two planets, we were expecting to find none. We were expecting that they were old, cold, and dead, and there wouldn't be, but there were magnetic fields around both of them, and both of them were almost right on the calculations that Humphreys had done, assuming the biblical model to be true. Hmm. We recommend that you check out Terry Reed's book on his website at Why Should You Believe? You can get access to a whole range of Dr. Carl Williams' books on Christian historical fiction on Amazon.com. And we also recommend Scott Lane's new book, What If God Wrote the Bible, which is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and everywhere else. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. Sabsa meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane. And for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzville, thanks for listening. And we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.